Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Psalm 84 verse 11, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Amen. And the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from us. Amen. From them that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. Turn with me also to Romans chapter 8 and want to look at verse 32. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. And we read there and it says, Romans 8:32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. Amen. Bible is telling us that if the Lord gave us his own son, I don't think there is anything that he is going to withhold from you and I. Can I have an amen? amen? So we have been studying the subject of success because I believe that there is a false uh, doctrine that is going around by the master liar, the devil. Hallelujah. And he is telling everybody that it is good to be poor it is good to have nothing it is good and spiritual to be impoverished hallelujah and i want you to understand that it is a lie from the devil and it is a lie which has been also championed by the church so that we have begun to feel that if you have anything, if you have a nice car, if you have a house, if you are not poor, if you are rich, then you are a bad person. The church is guilty. Amen. And some nations, some governments are also guilty of that attitude. So that People who prosper are made to feel as though they are doing something wrong because they are succeeding and because they are wealthy. But these are evil ideas, evil things. Amen. And it only keeps us down. Hallelujah. If you are a minister or if you, if, if you are a Christian, it doesn't mean that you must be poor. If you are a Christian, you can be rich. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Rich is better than poor. Rich is better than poor. Rich is better than poor. Rich is not from God. Uh, poverty is not from God. Bible says Jesus came to this world 
and he became poor so that we might be made rich. I am talking from the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. It's not my idea. It is God's will to give us abundantly all things. The Bible says the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. And so I want you to believe the word of the Lord. Don't believe your own ideas. I want you to believe number one. And number two, I want you to approve of in your heart success. Anybody you see succeeding in your heart, approve of it. Do not hate it. Do not despise it. Because you can never become something that you hate. You can never approximate something that you fight against. If you lift up yourself to fight against something, you cannot become that thing. If you hate something, you cannot have it. Many years ago, the Lord told me about certain ministers. He told me, bless them. Send them gifts. Honor them. And he told me something that I've never forgotten. He said, you have to honor what you also want to become. You must not fight it or reject it or resist it. Otherwise, you can never become that thing. Hallelujah. So I want us to have an attitude of prosperity. Mercedes-Benz is good. It's not bad. It is not bad. I said it's not bad. It's good. If I had money, I would buy one and drive for you to see that it's good. Amen. It is a good thing. Don't let the devil deceive. It's a lie. It's a lie. I'm, I'm dealing with the liar. There is a liar. The Bible calls him that old serpent. We deceive the whole world. Everybody has believed a lie. Because the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It has become money is the root of all evil. No, not money. The love of money is the root of evil. Not money. It's a very different thing. Hallelujah. It is like saying that women are evil. Because uh, somebody gets into trouble with a woman. It doesn't mean that women are evil. Women are good. Created by God. Created to be a blessing. Unfortunately, some have been used by the enemy to do evil. But it doesn't mean that women are are evil. No. And you see some people come up with theories, fear women and live long and so on. No. These are theories that, you know, and you see some people, they don't even marry because of such ideas. Are you listening to me today? Wonderful. So, we moved on to talk about Abrahamic success. Now, Abrahamic success, we are studying that because the Bible teaches us to, you know, emulate those who are doing well. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12, the Bible says, Be ye followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. What are the first steps, what is the first step towards Abrahamic success? Number one is what? The secret of obedience. Hallelujah. The secret of obeying God. Number two is what? The secret of believing God's word. Amen. You've got to believe. Amen. Let us rather believe it is going to help us. Number three. The secret of family service to the Lord. Amen. You and your household. Not only you, but you and your household. Even the dog and the cat in your house 
can serve the Lord. Amen. What is number four? All right, number four is the secret of the tithe. The tithe. Genesis chapter 14. Turn your Bible, please. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14, please. And we want to read from verse number 14. Genesis chapter 14. I want us to read from verse 14. And the Bible says, And when Abraham heard that his brother, that is Lot, was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318 of them, and, hallelujah, are you with me? He went out and he captured them. Amen. He pursued them unto Dan. Verse 15. Let's all read together. Ready? Go. And smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaume and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaver, which is the king's dale. Verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was priest of the Most High God. Verse 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Underline that. He met the priest, and the priest began to speak blessings over his life. It was like he went to church, and the pastor began to preach blessings into his life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And the Bible says that Abraham gave tithes of all that he had to the Lord. Now let me tell you one thing. Uh, tithes are one of the secrets to being blessed and succeeding with the Lord. It is a secret. And I know that of a congregation of a group like this, you have a small percentage who actually have learned that secret and do not need to be told by anybody that they should pay their tithe. Or in this church, we call it first and best. And when I say tithe, the amount is fixed is 10% of all your income. Hallelujah. Can I have a little volume, please, so that I don't have to shout so much? Now, the Bible is telling us that Abraham met with this man of God. And the man of God, Melchizedek, the Bible says the priest of the Most High God, he blessed him, or he spoke to him, he ministered to him, he preached to him. And after that, the Bible says Abraham took of all that he had, 10%. And he went to Melchizedek and gave him the tithe. Now, Abraham was already a rich man. If you look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, 
we are in Genesis 14, but if you look in chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says, Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. So somebody may ask, what is it that Abraham needed? You see, Abraham was somebody who was obeying the principles of God. If you look back at all the patriarchs and all the people who have served God, they have always understood that all the things that they have are things that God gave to them. And they owe something to God. It's not just free that God gave you the education that you have. I know that I am a doctor by the grace of God. There is a reason why God gave me what I have. There is a part of it that belongs to God. If you have a car, there is a reason why God gave you a car. If you are somebody, there is a reason why God made you somebody. If you have some money, there is a reason why God gave you money. If you have a house, there is a reason why God gave you that house. Whatever you have, it is God who gave it to you. All successful people who have worked with God have known that it is God who gave them what they have. One time, David was given an offering. And he said, it is of thy own. It is of what you have given me that I am just giving you something back. All those who have understood God, understood this life, have known that if a man has something, he has it because God has given it to him. Even unbelievers, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he got to the point where he began to, you know, speak and boast about things which he should not have boasted about. Things that God had given to him. And the Bible says God struck him down with a disease that made him think that he was an animal. And for seven years, he moved out like an animal. After seven years, the Bible says that he came to his senses. And God saved him. And God healed him and brought him back to his own. Please tell them to quiet down a bit, please. It's confusing me. Hallelujah. Now, you realize that, you realize that, Whenever God gives you something, you must acknowledge God and say that God, you gave me what I have. Most people rather when they have something, they rather get to the point where they just say, yeah, I am wild. As for me, I went to school. That is why I have what I have. As for me, this and that and that. That is why I am what I am and I have what I have. But the Bible says, what have thou that thou didst not receive? In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, What hast thou that thou didst not receive? And therefore, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as though thou didst not receive it? There are people who have their cars, and as they sit in their cars, you realize that they don't want their car to be turned into a church bus, to carry church members from their area to church and from church to, their, to wherever they are going. Let them feel that, you know, it is my exclusive car. Let me tell you something. The car is what has been given to you by God. And if you can pay a tithe of that car by putting some members in your car and carrying them home, then it's a blessing that you are returning to the Lord for giving you what he gave you. If you are a president, if you are a president or a head of state or anybody in any high position, you must know that it is God who put you there. And therefore you must return to God and give him the glory. Belshazzar, there was a king in Daniel chapter 5. The Bible says that he was so happy as the boss of the town. And the Bible says he made a big party and he drank wine. And he praised the gods of gold and the gods of silver. But the Bible says that he was so happy that he sent for the vessels that were taken from the house of the Lord. So that he could drink wine 
from the vessel that came from the church. That was a mistake. And he, he, he drank wine from those vessels. And the Bible says he praised the gods of gold and the gods of silver. And at that moment, the Bible says that a hand appeared on the wall and said, you have been assessed and you have been appraised and you have been numbered and you have been found wanting. You see, when a man is at a place, he must give glory to God. He must respect God because it is God who placed him where he is. Otherwise, God can just remove you. Even Belshazzar, you would have wondered, who is this Belshazzar? But God was looking at him as well. And God removed him suddenly. And he was surprised. That Bible says that very night, he was removed and he was killed. Let me tell you something. Everything that you have in this life, every position that you have, if you don't give glory to God, you will be divinely disapproved and divinely displaced and divinely replaced. If you don't decide to come to the Lord, bow your knees and give glory to God. And one of the ways that every successful man who has walked with God knows that he can bring glory to God is by coming to the Lord and acknowledging that look, everything that you have physically is from the Lord. It's from the Lord. Be it power, be it money, be it houses, be it even a husband. You must know that it's from the Lord. Be it a child, be it a pregnancy, be it... Uh, uh, whatever it is, even be it legs that you have to walk upon, it is from the Lord that you have them. And Abraham knew that secret. And even though he was very rich, he was not giving tithes so that he would become richer. The Bible tells us in chapter 13 that the man was rich. The man was rich. The man was very rich. But in chapter 14, he was still giving tithes. Because tithes are not necessarily, they are not things that you do to bring more money back to you per se. They are things you do to honor God and to open the windows of heaven on your behalf. What does a man like Abraham need? But a man called Abraham, he needed something from the Lord. He didn't have a child. But the day that he paid his tithes, if you just like to follow the story in genesis chapter 14 he paid his tithes in genesis chapter 15 god for the first time told him specifically god had been telling him i'm going to make a father of many nations as the stars are a lot your children your children will be a lot and so on abraham had assumed that it was various through various ways and means that god was going to bless him but in genesis chapter 15 after he had paid his tithes i want you to look at that Verse, chapter 15 verse 1 it says and after these things the word of the lord came unto abram in a vision saying fear not abram i am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward verse 2 and abram said lord god what would thou give me seeing i go childless and the steward of my house the, the house blessing in my house this eliza is this Eliza of Damascus? I don't have any child. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. That means that he knows very well that when he dies, there is nobody to leave everything for. And verse 4, Behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. 
And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said, So, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. I want you to see that after these things, you see in verse 20, it says he gave him tithes. Then you have 22, 23, 24. And then after that, chapter 15, verse 1, the Bible says, after these things. After what things? After what things? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. I did not hear you. I cannot hear you at all. After paying his tithes, the Bible says, after these things. Then God said, forget about Eliza. Forget about all those things. I say, I'm going to give you a child. You see, it's part of success. Isn't it part of happiness? Isn't it? But you may have money, but you are not happy. You may have the money, but you are not happy. You may have everything in the world, but there's something that you don't have that makes you sad. Like Naaman the Syrian. He had everything. The Bible says he was a great man. He was powerful. He was great, but he was a leper. Abraham was a great man. He was successful, but he didn't have a child. He had everything. The Bible says he was very rich. He had houses. He had this. He had that. He had this. He had that. But he didn't have a child. He was powerful. He had his own private army. Which had just been to war. They had fought the battle. Achievement. Accomplishment. Breakthrough. But he didn't have a child. And he came to the Lord. And he paid his tithes. And I'm speaking to every one of you here. Rich and poor. Let me tell you. You may say to yourself, I don't have anything. My salary is very small. I don't get this. Or my salary is too much. Or it's too small. Or whatever. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Always receiving never takes you anywhere. Always receiving, it will, I tell you, it will never make you rich and never make you prosperous. Can you not see all over the world now, people who have been giving aid, many people have stopped giving aid. Because aid is not helping us. The amount of aid that has come has not helped. Go to the north of Ghana. All that they do is they are just receiving, receiving aid, receiving aid. A lot of NGOs, a lot of international organizations, they work in the north of Ghana. Where the poverty is so, so harsh. But it's not making the north richer. I think going to school in the north is free. And then in the south, you pay. It is not helping. When you are always receiving, it doesn't help. That is why there was a day that Nana Konedu donated some chocolates. I remember golden tree chocolate to Japan. When Japan had an earthquake. And when I saw that, I said, ah, we are now beginning to do the right thing. What are the chocolates going to do for the earthquake? How will it help? It's not going to help, but it is a symbolic, you know, gesture. It's a move that we are all, we also have something to give. We have golden tree chocolate. Amen. Amen. We have it. It's for us. Nobody, nobody makes golden tree chocolate. It's only made in Ghana. And that is what we have. Many of us sit down and say, ask for me, I don't have. You have. That is why you talk about giving. But it is in the day that you realize that whatever little thing I have, I can give something. And I can give my tithe. It's a tithe of what you have. That is why when Jesus was sitting by the offering, and it's something that we should do sometimes as pastors, just watch as people are coming to give. They will say, come, come this way. Let me see before you put it inside. And we'll just be inspecting. 
to see what people are giving. And Jesus saw a certain old lady's small amount. And Jesus said, this woman has given more than everybody in the church. Because your giving is related to what you have. So we may rise up in our poverty. I tell you something. God wants to make us rich. Whatever it is you lack in your life. And so you pay this man. You have not yet got to what I'm talking about. Because even if you pay or you don't pay, it's not going to make any difference to the church and to God. But if you get to the point where of your own accord, you have led, whether you are a member of Lighthouse or Goobly God International Ministries, you have learned to give to see what people are giving. And Jesus saw a certain old lady's small amount. And Jesus said, this woman has given more than everybody in the church. Because your giving is related to what you have. So we may rise up in our poverty. I tell you something. God wants to make us rich. Whatever it is you lack in your life. And so you pay this month. You have not yet got to what I'm talking about. Because even if you pay or you don't pay, it's not going to make any difference to the church and to God. But if you get to the point where of your own accord, you have led, whether you are a member of Lighthouse or Goobly God International Ministries, you have learned to give of your own accord because God has blessed you like Abraham. I know that I am blessed. And therefore, I'm giving the tithes of everything. That oh, Do you remember Jacob? Jacob also gave tithes. Do you remember Adam? Adam also had tithes to give, the tree. He was supposed to farm and he was supposed to water the tree of the, of the fruit of good. and He was supposed to water it and he was always investing in it. But the Bible said, that tree is my tree. But unfortunately, Adam didn't pay his tithes. And Adam went to eat that one. And here we are today in Kolegono, struggling because of Adam, who didn't pay his tithes. Perhaps your children may never go to school because you never learn to pay your tithes. Hey, Pastor, what has it got to do with my children? So, oh, no, don't, don't talk like that. See, when you talk like that, you show that you are not thinking right. Perhaps you may never, you may never live to be a ripe old age because you never learn to pay your tithes. Perhaps you may never have a peaceful marriage because you never learn to pay your tithes. Perhaps you may never have a child because you never learn to pay your tithes. Perhaps you may never have an answer to certain prayers because you never learn to pay your tithes. Perhaps you may never have blessings in your life because you never learned to pay your tithe. But Abraham, listen to me. Follow that man. The Bible says he came to his grave in a good old age. The Bible says he was very rich. He had a child. He did an outdooring. We will read about his outdooring. He was blessed. He had children. Up to today, Abraham's children are on CNN every day. I promise you, go home today, find your television, speak to it to command the CNN to come out and then listen, you will hear Israel will come on by all means. Abraham's child will be there. But some people's children are not blessed. People who sold their brothers and their cousins a few hundred of years ago in Cape Coast. And Elmina, my wife's relatives, My wife's relatives were selling their they were selling their neighbors. How do you sell your neighbor? Selling their neighbors and selling their cousins for mirror and, and matches. <laughs> it's a pity. Go to the town now and see. 
whether there's blessing there, whether Cape Coast comes on the news. <laughs> no. I'll tell you something. If you learn the secret that God gave, that Abraham had, believe it or not, success is a formula. It's very simple. Do one, two, three, four, and you are going to be blessed. I tell you. Learn it. I'm speaking to you not for my sake. Because whether you pay your tithe or not, I, my life goes on. Amen. And you've noticed, when you were not paying, the church was working. I, I, I didn't notice it. How many noticed that when you were not paying, the church was continuing? Give me a wave if you've not, you noticed that. Yeah. God is not hungry. If God wants to make kebab, he will make kebab. He doesn't need you. The Bible says that the cattle on a thousand hills are for the Lord. The Bible says the silver is mine and the gold is mine. If I was hungry, I would not ask you. God does not need you for it. God wants to bless you. Listen to me. I'm talking about becoming rich because I believe that I'm talking to people here who are going to be divinely approved of, divinely lifted. God is going to provide divine provision for you. I believe it with all my heart. That is why I'm teaching you this principle. I want you to enter your spirit. I want you to receive the spirit of success, the spirit of approval from God, the spirit of divine promotion, divine elevation, divine going forward and never going backward. God is taking you from minimum to maximum. I say God is taking you from negative to positive. God is moving you forward. Believe it and receive it. These are the principles. The principle of the time. There are too many poor people around. God is saying that I'm going to bless. People are jealous of the church. People are jealous of the church. They will be more jealous. You see, the more they hate you, the more you are, you are also moving and you are winning. The more they are annoyed, the more you are also moving forward. And I'm telling you, learn it. Learn it today. Receive it today. Whether you are a student, whether you are a child, believe it. Let it enter your spirit. The Bible says, and Abraham, he paid tithe of all that he had. He honored God. David honored God. Jacob honored God. All the men, Solomon, Solomon, in Proverbs chapter 3, he said, honor the Lord with thy substance. Honor the Lord with thy substance. So that, honor the Lord so that your bands will burst out. So that you have no room to receive. Paul said it. Come to the Lord every time at the beginning of the week. And bring according to how God has prospered you. Learn it. Successful people learn to respect God. It is what we call the Apache. The first fruit. I want it to enter your spirit. I'm not going to move and talk about anything else. I'm talking to you about the tithe. There is nothing like the tithe. You must, it's not something that must be spoken about before you do. It's not something that is, that is compromisable. It's not something that we can decide to, you know, put aside. And so, do you know that when you give tithes to God, it makes you more spiritual? It makes you more committed? Do you know why? Because the Bible says, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be. If you put your treasure into the house of the Lord, you have an interest in the thing. That is why everything that we have done in the community and so on, we have an interest in it because a lot of our money has gone into it. That is why our interest is there. Where your heart, where your treasure goes, that is where your heart will also be. Are you listening to me today? Abraham was a tither. Abraham was divinely provided for. 
Nobody here can tell me that if you are 55 years old, you can give birth to a If you are 55 years old, you believe you can give birth to a child. A woman. Stand to your feet. You can't. I say you cannot. I say you cannot. Nobody. You see, beyond a certain age, you can't. 70 years old, you are going to give birth. Have you seen a 90-year-old man before? Have you seen a 90-year-old man before? The 90-year-old man says he's doing outdooring. 90-year-olds usually even, they are just quiet. They, just, they are just around. You see? They are in the room and they are sleeping all the time because they are approaching the permanent sleep. So they are sleeping more. They can't walk. They can't. They very, very, very old. And this is the old person. You are going to have a chance. Look, at, your wife is over there. <laughs> you have to do your best. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? The next spiritual thing I want to give you before we close. We have a lot of time today. We have increased the time for the service. The more people you have, more time. We have decided that those who have more people in the service, we have a longer service. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next secret. I just want to give you that secret as we close. The secret intercession for others the secret of intercession for others hallelujah in Genesis chapter 18 God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah so what did he say he said he began to pray for them all right in verse 24 he began to pray said and Abraham drew near verse 23 and said will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked all right, verse 24. Peradventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous? Are you with me? Genesis chapter 18. And then verse 26. And the Lord said, If I find 50 righteous within the city, I will spare them. Verse 28. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the 50 righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find 40 and five, I will not destroy it. He continued arguing with the Lord until verse 32, 32. This is prayer time. He prayed from verse 23 all the way to verse 33. And verse 32, he said, And oh Lord, let not the Lord be angry with me. I will speak yet. But this one's peradventure. Ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten sake. And the Lord went his way. And as soon as he had left communing with Abraham, Abraham returned unto his place. Abraham was someone who prayed for people. Look at the book of Job. I want to show you another secret there. Job is somebody. Can you find the book of Job easily? <laughs> okay, find Psalms. That's the secret of finding Job. Find Psalms. And when you find Psalms, just before, just by Psalm 1, is Job chapter 42. That is what we are looking for. Can you find Psalms easily? And the Lord turned the captivity. Now, have you found Job chapter 42? All right, verse 8. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourself a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. Okay? God told some three bad friends that the pastor Job was going to pray for them. And he said, Job shall pray for you. For him, 
will I accept. Now verse 10. And the Lord, underline this verse. The Lord turned the captivity of Job. Not of the friends. When he prayed for his friends. And also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Look at that. Job went to a prayer meeting to pray for three bad people. So that they would be saved. And so that the walls of opposition and resistance to the gospel will be broken down. And as he was praying for divine involvement and divine blessing for his friends, the Bible says that God turned his Job's captivity, not his friends. God did something to Job when Job prayed for somebody else. Notice that. Job was not praying for himself. The Bible said Job was praying for his friends. God told his friend, go and see Job. Job will pray for you. So Job started to pray for those three guys. And as he prayed for them, the Bible says the Lord turned the captivity of Job. When he prayed for his friends. You see, when Abraham began to pray for Sodom and Gomorrah, he was fulfilling a divine principle. When you seek the kingdom of God, you are immediately fulfilling certain laws. And those laws, when you fulfill them, you are supposed to have a certain commensurate blessing. And that is that certain things must be added onto your life. Notice that the Bible said Job had twice as much as he had before. I want to tell you something. The Lord has shown me that the more I spend time praying for people, interceding, the more he also looks after me and blesses me. Some of you, the reason why you are not blessed is you are always praying for... Pray for you. The Lord, give me shoe. Hey, in Jesus' name. I pray and release the shoe. I remove every opposition and resistance to the shoe. I lose the shoe from the deepest part of heaven, the deep things of God. Let it move now. I release that dress. I speak to the dress. I command you to exist in Jesus' name. Divine provision. Divine arrival. Divine provision of the dress. Every day, divine provision for, for your shoe, for your dress, for your life. Father, I pray for myself. I pray for her. I pray for my wife. I pray for... Oh, learn to pray for other people. Because when you seek the kingdom of God and you pray for others, it brings about a blessing on yourself. On yourself. On yourself. I've come to see there, there was a time and that is how it is even now. I rarely pray for myself. Rarely. For what? I just pray. I pray for people. I pray for the chair. I pray for the work. So all, my, all the things that concern me, God also knows about it. As I pray for others, God is also looking after me. Abraham spent his time interceding for, Lot, uh, for Sodom and Gomorrah. And God blessed him. God blessed Abraham. After that, you see Abraham was doing his outdooring. Abraham was doing things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Spirituality brings blessings. There are a lot of you here, all that you want is Sunday church. And you want the service to be short. Just one quickly. Pastor, finish, round up. We've understood the point that you are making. One, two, three. Just summarize and the close. And we've understood everything. We've got all the points. Why don't you just uh, do your altar call and then uh, we go home. Okay, Pastor, we understand what you are saying. You just want to finish. And you just want to go out. Go away. Why? Learn to do spiritual. Spiritual things bring blessings upon your life. It's better to find even your wife in the church than to find your wife at Don't Mind Your Wife Chobar. 
Amen. Amen. When you do spiritual things, you are invoking divine provision, divine involvement in your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all the other things shall be added unto you. As you lay down your knees to fast, to pray, and to do God's work, you will see that certain things are divinely being provided for you. The best example is in the example of Job. Abraham was an intercessor. He was not just, I mean, a man who was rich suddenly. God gave him a child out of nowhere. And so, no, he was a prayer warrior. He was also a spiritual person. He made his family serve the Lord. He prayed. He spent time interceding. He was a spiritual person. He paid tithes. I mean, success does not just come out of the movie. You are in your house in Matahiko, and then a blessing will just come into the house. No, why? Why you? Why not the person that done so man? There is a reason. Look at Abraham very well. See a man who prayed. See a man who paid tithes. See a man who made his family serve the Lord. See a man who believed in God. See a man who had faith. See a man who obeyed. And you see a man who succeeds and who is blessed in this life. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand to the Lord as we close quickly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Be magnified, O Lord. You are highly your hand on your heart I want to pray for you father I pray for your people to prosper to succeed let them believe and know that there is no shortcut to succeeding it is you O Lord who blesses and prospers it is you O Lord who increases and blesses let your people succeed and prosper in this town let your people become rich and exceedingly famous let your people be exalted and may their feet be washed from every clay that will cause them to go down. May they move out of the spirit of setback and disgrace into the spirit of success and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. May every discouragement and setback be wiped out of their lives. May the future be brighter than the past. May, they, may their home be exalted. May their authority be established. May they become great and mighty as the Lord God blesses them. May they know your goodness and your kindness and your mercy. May the Lord be their light and their salvation. For whom shall they be afraid of? For the Lord is the sun and the shield. And may you give them grace and glory. Withhold no good thing from your people, O Lord, as they go forward into this life we give you praise and thanksgiving in jesus name and everybody give the lord a big shout of amen and a clap hallelujah bow down your heads one more time i want to pray for you if you are here today 
and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, maybe somebody invited you to church and you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus. I want to pray specially for you. I don't know who you are, but I want to pray for you. Maybe somebody invited you, but deep down in your heart, you know that you are not a born-again Christian. Even when we say born-again, you don't really understand it. If you are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, I want God to take my life and make me a new person. If you are here like that, stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand high into the sky and I'm going to pray for you as we close. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again. Lift up your hand high. God bless you. Lift it up high. I see your hand. God sees your hand. Lift it up high. Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again. Lift it up high. High, high. God bless you. Lift, there are many people who have lifted up your hand, but there are some more people you are wondering, should I lift up my hand or not? God is saying, today is your day of salvation. Today is the day that you can surrender all. God bless you as you lift up your hand. All those of you that have lifted up your hands, I want you to come to the front and I'm going to pray with you. Come to the front. Come, come from wherever you are standing and stand right here. Come, come from the back, please. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender, I surrender all, I surrender all. Close your eyes, please. Shall we pray? Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This morning, I realize I am a sinner. I don't know you. Please forgive me. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse my heart. From today, I will serve you. I will serve you. I will be your child. I will follow you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.